And our thanks to Miguel Marquez for that reporting. A quick programming note, join CNN's Drew Griffin for a new investigation into Steve Bannon and his master plan to reshape the U.S. government and the Republican Party and indeed the United States. The CNN special report, Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evening. Okay, we did cooperate with that. Obviously, I want everybody in the Warren Posse. I know you might have a tough time finding CNN on your dial, but we're going to be doing some live stuff during that. We'll have some fun. want to make sure everybody's watching it. It's a whole room of posse, so we're going to get a lot a lot, uh, a lot, lot of information on Getter. Jerome Revere from uh, from the new party is Take Back France? Yeah, it's Take Back because take we, back. we feel that France is, uh, has escaped us. So right. Formerly, formerly Front National, formerly National Rally senior uh, personages and a member of the European Parliament. Of course, Ben Harnwell. Ben Harnwell had his awakening. He runs our Rome Bureau now, the International Bureau. Ben, you had your awakening when you went to the European Parliament, you, you came out, I think, out of regular Parliament, went to the European Parliament as a gung-ho uh, European, you know, one of these uh, EU guys and a, and a globalist. And yeah. it didn't take you well, too long to realize it was kind of a con, correct? Um, no, not correct. It took me quite a bit of time, to be honest, Steve. Um, I'm, I'm, sometimes <laughs> a little sl- I'm so- sometimes a little slow on the pickup. You're, um, hold it. Ben Harnwell slowing slow, slow the uptake? No way. Not so, since you've so, been here at the no, war room. Not, uh, not since I've been here at the war room, for sure. Um, it took me a few years. Um, uh, well, look, I'd spent 10 years throughout the throughout working in the toy party. I was one of the 20% of the, the party then that was really quite principally pro-European. Um, and that was my background. That was my milieu. That's, that, that's where I operated in. Um, and as I say, it was going to work in the European Parliament itself that I realized that the whole thing was a racket. Perhaps it took me about six months when I was there um, for the scales to fall, before they did. Um, and it was an awakening. So, look, I want to finish now, Steve, with, with this quick story yeah. from last week, sure. which ties together everything that we've just been talking about. In fact, it's really the perfect illustration. So I say, you know, these guys that that, that that run the West, that they're sociopaths, right? And you say, well, so you say to me, Han, well, that's a bit extreme. Sociopaths, really? You mean they're psychos? Um, <laughs> listen to this, and you, I'm going to tell you what I saw in the, the FT last week. And you tell me whether these people are sociopaths, okay? Um, you know how it is when you're just flicking through the morning papers and you see a story and you think, no, 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 I can't have read that properly. And you read because I've not heard I've not heard this anywhere, you know. And then you think, well, hang on, it's, I have. You read it again, think, well, that is actually what it says. Um, and it's the FT, which, as I say, the FT, the Economist, Axios, Reuters—they're good for facts, hopeless on the interpretation. So here was a story that that, that we did that, that you and I both pushed out quite quite a lot on on Getter. Um, but it's the first time we've had an opportunity to talk about it. And I'll use that as a quick open bracket to say this is why, folks, brilliant if you follow us every day on the war room. But really, there's a lot of stuff that we're all doing, all the people you know, all the folks you know that are, that, that are out front of camera on, um, on the war room. We're, we're pushing out a lot of stuff on Getter as well. So even though we haven't had a chance to talk about this particular story, it's probably the most important thing we've been doing on Getter. So what's this story? Well, the FT carried, a, carried an article saying um, in the middle of the week saying that um, there was a fear 
that the arms that the West have been supplying to Ukraine were slipping beyond the, I, I put it euphemistically, were slipping out of the control of the Ukrainians and ending up on the black market. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I, will leave, I will leave the interpretation of that to, to a later moment. Um, and right down, talk about a buried lead, Steve, right at the bottom of the article, here is, here's, here's the killer line, which I'm just going to, Europol, which is basically the European Union's FBI. Europol, the EU's law enforcement agency, said in April that its investigations indicated that weapons trafficking from Ukraine into the European Union bloc to supply organized crime groups had begun and was a potential threat to EU security. Now, that actually isn't, that isn't the buried lead of this story. The buried lead is in the, there is a, I say it's at the bottom of the article. There is actually a paragraph left to come. And it said Europol had told this in a briefing note sent to governments. That, I think, is actually the killer line here. What does it, why is that the killer line? And why does it justify everything we've just been saying over the past hour? Because it means, Steve, that once we, as we've been seeing our, 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 our European, at least our European Union leaders, and I would expect Europol to have shared this with, with the Americans. When we saw the, 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 the daily, the weekly pilgrimage to Kiev on behalf of our European leaders, you know, Ursula van der Leyen went, went um, Mario Draghi, the Prime Minister of Italy, went. Um, they, all, they all went to kiss the ring, they, all of them, for, for, for the photo op, right, to parade our values. They knew, Steve, at the time that the arms that they were supplying to Kiev were ending up on the black market. When they were going there, shaking their hands, you know, you, you remember with the manicured green, the immaculately manicured green lawns in the background, which is quite something for, for, for a war zone. Let it pass. We're going to let that pass. We all saw the, 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 the photo ops. When they were going there, smiling in front of the cameras, saying we're going to send more arms to the Ukrainians so that they can defend themselves and defend their freedom. They knew, whilst they were saying it, that those arms were ending up on the black market. That's why they're sociopaths. No, 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 but don't bury the lead. you got to go back to the article. Don't bury the lead. Because McConnell and those guys were over there, but when the heads of the EU went over, remember we had, we had that weekend, we had the beaches. Remember the beaches looked like Miami Beach. <laughs> I said, I want the umbrella concession in Kiev on the, on the beaches. That's a Hold it, hold it. But the buried lead, which is unbelievable, it's affecting the security of the individual EU countries. Yes. The yes. oligarchs are, and the gangsters are selling it back to gangs. I think it's selling the Russians too, but back to gangs in the EU. So in Italy, uh, France, Germany, all of it, you're less safe as a citizen. First off, it's your tax money. These clowns are sending in to Zelensky and these con artists. We told you the oligarchs have put no money in the game. EU has sent now, I think, a total of $40 billion. I think the Americans are almost up to $70 billion. So it's over $100 billion has been sent in aid, a billion and a half, $1.7 billion the other day to nurses. I put it up on Getter. In yeah. your local, in the, in the Rio Grande Valley, have we spent $1.7 billion on health care and in nurses? I ask you that. The answer is no. We said, we approved a $1.7 billion payment for their health, their health care system. Okay. We've already bailed the pension out. But here, you got, just read that line for me again. 
it, what the FBI of the EU says, the, the, the arms are coming back to the gangs in the EU member nations yeah. and making it less secure. Just read that line to me again. Hey, guess what? The guys who run the EU are simps. Okay, they deserve this. But the citizens, and this is this is on Europe. You guys have got to step up. If you're going to be populist, you're going to be economic nationalists, you got no more, you know, you've had some of these great groups try to go, Front National, uh, Salvini, you got them all over. If you don't throw the yoke of your masters off, the, the, the uh, sociopathic overlords, as Ben Hardwell so subtly describes it, this is what you get. You get taxed. Your economy, your natural gas, you don't have air conditioning this summer. You're going to freeze this winter. The food price is going through the roof. Inflation is going through the roof. Your tax dollars are sending arms to the EU, excuse me, to, to Ukraine. They're stealing them. The oligarchs are, in, are stealing them right here. West fears arms sent to Ukraine end up on Europe's black market. But the buried lead is they're selling them back to gangs so that you're less secure. So when you walk down the street with the gang shooting like in France a couple of months ago, that's coming from your tax dollars. And if you don't th overthrow, if you don't overthrow them, then I hate to say it, you're doomed. You're doomed. Ben Harnwell, fabulous, fabulous so, pull out of there, sir. You want me to read the line again, then? Read it to me, baby. I'm, I'm, I may, I may record this and just have it play, you know, at night when I'm in bed. Have Ben's, <laughs> have Ben's sonorous voice. Just read, read. Okay. You got to read this to me again. So Europol, the EU's law enforcement. This is by the this is the Financial Times. I just want to stress this. This is the, the <laughs> you can't get a newspaper more sedate and genteel and less alarmist than the Financial Times. I'm not reading this from Infowars, okay? Europol. Oh, it's, it's this is not the this is not Gateway Pundit or it's not no, Alex it's not. Jones, right? No, Europol, the EU's law enforcement agency, said in April that its investigations indicated that weapons trafficking from Ukraine into the bloc to supply organized crime groups had begun and was a potential threat to EU security. Oh, ben Harnwell, I know you got a bolt. I want to thank you for taking time on your Saturday away to, to join us. Uh, how do people get you on, uh, and, and hopefully you'll do some live broadcast over the weekend. Make sure, Ben. We want you live streaming during the during the, or at least being up on your account during the uh, CNN, uh, the CNN thing at eight o'clock Eastern time. Or that may be too late. That may be like so dark in the morning. Ben Ben is very persnickety about getting to bed at the appropriate time. Ben Harnwell, how do they get to you on on Getter? It's um, simply my surname. It's at Harnwell at Harnwell. The one with the little verified mark check mark to it. Um, I'm there and I'm pushing out all my controversial analysis that I, that you won't let me bring on to the war room. It's all there on, on my get feed. Jerome, uh, thank you for joining us here on Saturday. We, we, we appreciate it. Am I going to get that blowback the entire time? Um, the, uh, let's make sure we take that down. Okay, fine. It goes out. Okay. Um, the, the story from the, from the financial times. I'm crushed. I'm crushed. You're laughing. Ben was laughing. I'm crushed because they are going back to, to, exactly to, to, to my country. It's, it's, uh, well, I saw, the, I something. saw those videos of all the, of all the, what the, the, uh, the guys that just arrived from North Africa or Sub-Saharan Africa, the, the, some of the, in, uh, some of the guys that are coming in <coughs> immigration had these 
this was a couple of months. This is a couple of months yeah, ago. The, yeah, the, the, it's an invasion. That's why we have to call things the way they are. Regarding this uh, immigration, you see them coming in in Spain, especially, and you have the no women, no children, only young men under thirty fighting, years old, fighting age, fighting age man, and and dressed with uh, with fighter clothes. So they are they are invading literally Europe, and uh, that they are they are. Why can't they why are, can't they are being why, happy why, and, why can't Europe stop it? Because Europe doesn't. Uh, Europe. Two things. Europe is one thing. It's a huge continent. It's a it's a civilization that I worship. I hate the European Union. The European Union is a political agency that is trying to shape Europe and make the nations disappear. And this is what Ben was explaining. Uh, that it it took him a couple of months, but not that long, to realize that the European Union, which is the organization, the supranational organization that wants to organize Europe, that has to be. Uh, uh, changed, totally changed, totally challenged. The, Euro the Europe has as, um, as existed for, uh, you know, it's a geog geographical space. It's an historical uh, measure. For and a millennia. And, and it is also a collaboration between nations. And I think that some kind of European organization is really nice, but each nation has to be in charge of its own immigration policies. And the Spanish should be able to say with a party like Vox, which is a, a, a great national party, a great populist party, they should be able to say, look, we do not want more migrants. But no, it's the European Union setting the standards. This is where the problem lies. It's because we have a supranational entity. It's worse than a federal government. I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a, a great uh, lover of, of, uh, of federation. Uh, Switzerland is a confederacy, it works very well, and I think that Europe could have some type of organization like that because our nations are 2,000 years old, so they work together, they have they have their specificity, where it, where it be in education, where it be in justice, the way we, we deal with our own uh, system is different one nation from the other, but still we can cooperate on many issues, especially economic issues, and make a, 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 a nice market where people can share their wealth, and, and organize a, a wealthier continent. But here the target, the goal of the European Union is to destroy the nation and replace it with a globalist agenda. This is where the problem lies. Okay, we're gonna take a short commercial break. We're gonna get into all that, the Ukraine war, the geopolitics of it, uh, the economics of it. Also, I think we're trying to track down Mike, Mike Lindell. He's dying to get the uh, the pitches you guys got earlier in the week about, uh, about paper ballots and people that count them right after elections. And come out by 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. You know exactly what went on. Okay. Short commercial break. Be back in the war room special. How to win the long war. The war room's way, not the economist's way. All next. And our thanks to Miguel Marquez for that reporting. A quick programming note. Join CNN's Drew Griffin for a new investigation into Steve Bannon and his master plan to reshape the U.S. government and the Republican Party and indeed the United States. The CNN special report, Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evening. Welcome back to the War Room. Here with Mike Lindell. Hi, Mike. Hello. How are you doing? Quite good. I like that you are looking at the French system for the, for the ballots. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in any business, uh, in my business, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, if you're going into any business, you learn from someone that's already been there. Or if you're changing a paradigm in an industry, if you're doing anything, you go, hey, wonder if someone's done this before, and you look to them. Well, that's why I've reached out to you guys, and uh, 
how amazing you do 70 million people and you're, uh, you're done in one day. And, uh, I, I don't know, what does it take about 30 seconds of ballot to validate or whatever it is. And it's just amazing. And, uh, um, I've looked at, uh, not only yourselves or you guys at France, but also, uh, different ones that have done this here in the United States. And it seems to match the same, uh, the same time. I one of the big lies is, oh, it's going to take so long. But it's amazing. You guys do a great job over there. Yeah, it, it is kind of archaic because it's, it's paper ballot, but it is quite accurate. And, and right. when you look at the, the other side in, in France, we, we have tried to experiment with the electronic ballots and, uh, it, it is, people do not, do not, uh, believe in it. They, 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 they feel that it can be played with. They feel that people can cheat. So there is this feeling by the people that this is not a, a, a good system. So we are very attached to our man, man, ballot by ballot uh, system. So sometimes I hope you can the, get it through in the U.S. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing in the world are done by hand. Um, and I'll tell you, if it doesn't scare people, all they got to do is of using machines. Just look at Venezuela, look at Australia, and then now look at the United States. They've tried to completely take our country. But there are great things uh, going on. We just had uh, last week, uh, earlier, it's uh, a judge in uh, Arizona. Our first That was our first preliminary injunction to get rid of the machines. Uh, he's looking at the uh, evidence now on July 21st. It's a big breakthrough where a judge is actually going to look at the evidence and say, and make a call saying, hey, we can't use these machines. Do you know, you know, the... The government since it came out and said you can't; these are defective or that they're vulnerable. Uh, ESNS, one of our voting uh, machine companies out of Omaha, one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest, they were right there at a, at a hearing in Louisiana, and they said all machines are vulnerable. All they didn't say you can put stuff on them to make them that they can't be hacked or can't be cheated. They said no, they're all. You can't make a machine. You can't use a voting machine that can't be hacked or that can't be vulnerable to cheating. And when you can cheat with the machine, one person can cheat by a million votes. And the other way, when your hand, you'd have to have, if you were going to cheat by a million votes, you would take about a million people. So you're, you're, uh, um, and you guys having your elections over there by, by paper and hand, hand counted, uh, the people trust that, don't they? They trust it. They do, and and the one thing that baffled me when I was there for the presidential election in 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 2020 is the fact that it takes so long to get results. In in France, at eight, the the last uh, polling station will close at 8 p.m., and we know the results by 8 p.m. because some of the polling stations started counting at seven, and you you you, you basically have an idea of what's going on. So a couple of races in in Congress, for example, where there will be only a, a difference by by ten votes, will take longer. But we never go past midnight. We we know the results. We we wow. I don't see how so, how people so can me, go to bed not knowing with the president. Right. So let me so let me get this right. You have about 60 to 70 million people. They do an election yeah. and you're done hand, by paper and you're done hand counting at the worst scenario by midnight. Well, yes, isn't that definitely. amazing? Now here, now here what I would say, because I'm a businessman, we do time studies in my business every day, uh, whether it's a product. Do you do time studies? How long it would take? And what's the best process to use? And um, in fact, we've done 
a study with our paper ballots now going, okay, if we did this and hand counted and, uh, um, and uh, with, with, with the paper, the, all you'd have to do with your France system or anybody, you just add a few more people. You're adding more people. It's all relevant. So let's exactly. say there's 150, 150 million people in the U.S. You just double what you do in France. So if you have uh, six people doing this many, you know, you add more people. So you get it done before midnight here. You know, um, that you guys have proven that you are a great prototype example to the world and that this is the best way. Number one, I want to say this, even if it took two days, what if it even took two days? Um, is that better to people to trust a paper and to count accurate counts than, than to sit here? And we still don't. We still, for um, months, for years now, we still haven't with the audits and whatever. And we're going, um, okay, when it's machines, even to do an, even to do an audit, if they ever let you do one, um, it takes it takes months and months and months. Or if you're doing a count, nobody trusts them anymore. Nobody trusts them anymore. So there is only one solution, and um, and I just think uh, and it's great that we've and Mike, uh, that it makes the people doubt. Like, yeah, and you get rid of it the makes doubt. The people we're doubt. At point, yeah. We're at a point in the United States right now. We're at an apex in history. If we don't go to paper and hand count on cameras, it's over. Machines are, they've stole our elections. Do you know that just uh, a month ago in uh, May 24th, three Democrats in Georgia, the one lady, it was three Democrats running. The one gal and her husband, nice lady, she only got, or she got zero votes, zero. So they looked into the machines, what a concept said. Oh, there was an error, a programming error. She really got 3,700 and some. She went from third to first. People do not trust I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican in this country, the people don't trust the machines and the election, uh, whether it was 2020 or anything after that. They're never going to get the trust back unless we go to a paper where you can see on camera the hand count. That brings the trust back, and that saves our country. We, we have to have a new uh, common sense book <laughs> telling the yeah, people yeah. that this is common sense yeah. to go back to the, to the paper ballot. And you know, the, right. the other thing that is quite interesting is also, as you mentioned, you need a lot of hands to be able to, to, to look at those, to count the ballots. But right. during the day, in a polling station, you have a, you have a chairman of the poll or chairwoman of the polling station, and he right. can ask citizens that are coming to vote if they want to be part of the process. And a lot of people are very happy to be part of the process and they will right. sign, they will sign their name. They are voters in the polling station at, at night. They are allowed to come in and vote and, and count the votes. Right. So it makes right. it even more transparent and, right. and people and get and involved. And when they get involved, they, they tend to vote. Right. And people are working together. I want to, that's a good point you're making there because in, in this next election in 2022, people are going to come out in droves to be poll watchers, just to watch. Well, you can't watch a machine. You don't know what's going on inside it. Exactly. You can sit and stare at that machine or stare and just stare and go, I, I've seen it move. No, you don't know what's going on. So when we don't have machines, all these people that were going to stare at them on top of a machine, they can sit there and help. And there's volunteer. They will help take the ballot, go along. Here it is. You know, and you're going along, and they're the ones that can do the hand count. And it's very, because we're going to put them on cameras, 
um, live stream and on camera where you can see here's the here's the votes and that is also the audit. When you do in France, um, what if you had to do an audit? Do you just recount, do a complete recount, hand recount, or is it on we, camera? Yes, we do. Huh? No, we don't have on camera. It is not filmed. What we do is recount them. So at the end of the night, you can you can request a recount depending on the on, on the gap between the the, the candidates. Right, right. And uh, wow. then there is a, a global recount. But again, a, a polling station doesn't have many people in it. So right. the maximum will be twelve hundred people in a polling station. You have sixty percent right. people coming in. So you might have yep. seven hundred votes. So right. seven hundred ballots to count is not that much. You you can right. you can do it pretty fast. You 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 make four tables, you divide it, and you have people counting and recounting them. And then That's what right. what we do is after after once the election are proclaimed, everything is burnt. It everything is, is destroyed. But there is no there is no doubt in our electoral system. People never doubt the election. So there there might be you know some 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 contention when when there is a a, a couple of, of of ballots that are missing. Uh, because uh, the, the 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 gap is only four, five, ten ballots, and you see that the signature you can contest the signature of the person that came saying he was maybe not the right person to 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 to, right. to vote. But it is very very quickly dealt with by 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 the justice system, and right. basically we have we have n it never becomes a political issue. It may it makes it sound like you have the, you know that's uh, you know to have. It's the perfect prototype to have trust in it. You get, the people have trust. Now, can, now, both parties or whatever parties you have over there, I don't know how it works, but they're, they're we all. We have a people. lot. <laughs> you have what? A lot, many parties. We have multiple parties. So they're all, and they're but, all, and they're represented, right? All being part of it. So you're working together with your neighbor. There's not this political divide, which we have here in the U.S., well, this political divide. Actually, it's not, you know, and I've said, it's not even really a political divide. You have this corrupt uniparty here that has done where we where it's exposed itself. But then you're going, okay, the bad people, whether they're uh, um, the Democrat Party or whether they're the um, these Republicans that we've caught here, like your Brad Ratzenberger, going um, working against the people. So the only way you can bring that back is the transparency of paper. But then it's in there. To me, everybody, you have to have people allowed that's, in there that's to great. be the one counting. Normal people. Great. Mike, we'll, we'll come back right after a short commercial break. Thank you. Bring it on and I will fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. And our thanks to Miguel Marquez for that reporting. A quick programming note, join CNN's Drew Griffin for a new investigation into Steve Bannon and his master plan to reshape the U.S. government and the Republican Party and indeed the United States. The CNN special report, Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evening. Okay, welcome back. Uh, you're in the war room. It's 16 July, Year of Our Lord, Saturday, 16 July, Year of Our Lord, 2022. I had to jump back in here. Jerome was doing such a good job. I was afraid it's like uh, Lou Gehrig, Wally Pip. I felt like Wally Pip is going to have a, a guy replace you, and then he takes the job full time. Yeah, I but, took over your chair. And, and, and the beautiful cross reminds me of my office at the European Parliament. I know that upsets him. We'll get into that in a second. I know, Mike, you got to bounce. Mike Lindell, the French have a system we have to go to. 
earlier in the week, you've been fighting this. I think you have a court date next week uh, to fight it more to take the machines out. Can you get before you bounce? Can you get just give the audience a summary? We want to go to the French system. You want to start by taking the machines out first. Where do we stand and how much can we really bank on that for this fall, sir? Uh, uh, Steve, no, it's doing both at the same time. We have the paper. It's part of the it's part of the um, um, it was part of our injunctions. Here's your replacement system. And it is using uh, uh, France's system. But we've just added cameras to it so the you can live stream. So your hand count becomes your audit. The people in our country, Steve, they don't trust anything anymore. Probably not even a hand count unless they can see it with their eyes. So these very, this is the world of cameras. You have a camera with a live stream and you're watching uh, this one, two, three, very simple. That is your audit also. So if anybody questions it, you can just rewind the tape. But great news, everybody. This, this first preliminary injunction Remember, I said I've said the judges are going to help this country. I'm telling you, this judge made a great ruling. It's historical. I'm going to look at the evidence on July 21st. I got a plane load of lawyers, cyber guys, experts flying into Arizona. Carrie Lake for her and Mark Fincham. They were the plaintiffs. They're they were they're so happy because this judge is going to look at it and say what. This is what really happened in Arizona. Um, goodbye. Boom. We should get rid of these machines tomorrow. But Steve, do you think, I want to ask you this. Do you think Fox or Newsmax or Salem Media are going to report today? Because I'm going to be on. I'm going, hey, did you know this is coming up? This is news. This is historical news. And, uh, you know, that's my question there. But I'll ask you another question. In Wisconsin, where they ruled, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin ruled that it was an illegal election. Did anybody see that on Fox or Newsmax or Salem Media? The answer is no. So it's, uh, you know, we got to win this with the judges. Thank God for this judge. He's going to open it up. And yes, Steve, by by the by this next, by this fall, I don't know how many states we're going one by one. Alabama, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Florida, Texas. It just keeps going. But we're very... My lawyer, everybody on the team, everybody is just ecstatic going, wow, this is going to move pretty fast. Now, once you see the evidence and all this stuff, as judge, um, you know, whatever he does, we don't know. But uh, once you see it, what I've seen and know what I know, when you see this, what went on with the machines, you you know, it's a common sense thing. Um, you've got to get rid of them. We don't have a choice. we got to go France. We're going to call it, we need to go France. That'll be the new slogan. Don't go Fox on us. Go France. <laughs> Mike, I know you're incredibly busy. We're going to do wall-to-wall coverage on the 21st of your uh, of your hearing out there. The first time, really, we get to adjudicate this in a formal legal setting where Mike Lindell and the team, and by the way, Mike has sacrificed. People in the audience should understand Mike Lindell sacrificed so much, so much of his business, so much personally. Uh, they've attacked him. All the big box stores kicked him out. It's one of the reasons uh, we're so prominent now. Uh, with my pillow is because they pull him out of Walmart, they pull him out of the big box. And Mike, here's what I think the nation owes you and the MAGA movement and our audience. You have never wavered. I tell people, I talk to this guy at three o'clock in the morning and he's getting off a plane somewhere uh, in, in some other obscure county uh, to go fight, to fight to, the, for the transparency of 2020. And particularly where your crusade is, is that whether you believe in the machines or not, you've said, hey, let's go to the French system. Let's go to a modified French system where it's paper ballots. You count them 
all in one day, and by 9 or 10 o'clock at night, you know what the answer is. You don't go to sleep. And if France can do it, the United States can do it. And I think you've done such a great job of, of pursuing this, and it's a model we have to go to. So I know you got to bounce, but I want to thank you. How, how do people get to your TV show and all of your all of your content, particularly in this upcoming week, where they're going to want to follow Mike Lindell nonstop because, quite frankly, you've got uh, you've got this court date that's going to be absolutely uh, huge about the first time sure. you get to present all the with the technology people, uh, Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, all the all the cyber experts you you've uh, you've brought in to really go through with a judge and go through this uh, injunction about stopping the machines, Mike Lindell. Right. Yeah, Frank Speech, everybody, go to the App Store, Frank Speech. And get that and watch all of us every day. The evidence is all there. It's a one-stop shop. You need to get there and get the word out about Frank's speech. If you want to help me, that's what we need to do. Steve, just so you know, the newspapers in our country, they've all turned down my ad to get people to Frank's speech, to tell them about this network, the Lindell TV, the newspapers shut it down. They don't want the truth to get out. And they and uh, we've got the. This is all leading up to the biggest event, the most historical event this country's ever seen. And I'm saying that because I really truly believe it. August 20th and 21st, it'll be live streamed to the world. I want it to be as bigger, bigger than Elvis Presley Haloa from Hawaii because it's the most important info that's going to come out of this uh, to help save our country. It's going to be amazing. Mike, we're going to be there. We're going to be there live when we do that. It's going to be a, a three days. It's going to be amazing uh, in the middle of August on the 21st. Mike, thank you so much. Honored to have you join us. Thank you, sir. Thanks, you guys. God bless. Yeah. That, that's a patriot. When you talk about when you talk about this movement globally, um, Jerome, you talk about patriots and you talk about sovereigntists, right? Yeah. That, that's Lundell. And I, it, when we finally get to the system, I don't know if you understand how big a role you've had in this. Because I know you've come on here and talked about it, but... We're, we're obsessed with this model because you guys are 80 million people and you get it done with so effortlessly. And that's why everybody says you have to have the machines. You have the machines. Machines are so complicated. Yeah, but you, you need people like Mike, uh, as you said, dedicated and being able to go from county to county. And he's improving his idea of having it live. A live stream of the counting is a great idea. I think that France could benefit from that too because it, it, it makes the people participate in the electoral process. So I think it also creates a desire to be part of the electoral process. People will go and vote. The turnout will be better because they will see that this is this is something physical. Yes. There is a ballot there instead of just some kind of, uh, of digits. We got uh, a, a little bit remaining in this block and then the next block I want to make sure we go to. Uh, I got to cover the Ukraine. Give us your perspective. You're a member, European member of parliament, formerly Front National, the 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 the, the right. Uh, I don't want to say right wing, but the not the far right wing, but the right wing part. You're now in Zamora's party. Give the American audience your assessment, un un uh, unbridled assessment of the situation in the Ukraine. I feel that we have uh, gone into the footsteps of uh, the Biden's policies without thinking of the consequences for Europe and specifically for France. France has had a long, long relationship with uh, with Russia, and we decided, Macron decided to destroy fully this relationship at the request or at the demand of uh, the Biden administration. That was you guys, in France, you guys say that this was U.S. driven? Yes, this is fully U.S. driven. This is, there is nothing else but a, 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 a Biden drive. I'd rather say a Biden drive than a U.S. drive, because I don't believe 
that there is a, a consensus in the United States around this subject. But we, we, you know, the United States for France is a friend country and an allied country. Russia is a partner. It's not a friend, it's not an ally, but it is a partner. We live on the same continent, we have strong trade ties, and we share a common civilization. This is a, 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 with a, a Christian background, so we cannot decide suddenly to alienate them the way we, ha we have done it. Plus, we alienate them for reasons that are quite uh, obscure, because I've, I've had the opportunity to go several times to Ukraine and to Russia. I used to be a member of the uh, NATO Parliamentary Assembly, and I was a member of the Ukraine uh, NATO and the Russia NATO uh, Committee. Oh, so you know this area quite yes, well. Yes, I, I know them quite well. And I can tell you that Ukraine was a very, very, very corrupt country. I met a, a, a lot very of what country? corrupt Corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. Corruption corrupt, is corrupt. endemic over well, it's there. It's the third rank corruption, uh, corrupted country in the world, according to the, the assessment. This yeah, time. and 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 you, you can tell when you when you meet member of the parliament over there, they they all they were talking about was money, how they were making money on the depending on the committee where they were. The, you, I I remember a member telling me that he was in the energy committee and he was very happy because he was making more money with the bribes he was getting than being on the transport committee. So this is what I witnessed firsthand. So. I have very many doubts on the fact that we are fighting because Ukraine is uh, the, uh, an, an emblematic democracy. It is not. In fact, what, what, what the Biden administration is doing and Europe is going in the footsteps of this administration is pushing Russia outside its comfort zone and, and backing it into a place where the reaction might be swift and dangerous for Europe. You don't care very much here because you are far away. And the, 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 the fallbacks will be for the European citizens. You mentioned earlier uh, with Ben, you were talking about the, the weapons. Yes, I, I, I believe, and we know now from the Financial Times, that some of the weapons that we're providing, whether it be uh, US weapons or French weapons that we're providing to Ukraine, are going to, 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 to the black market and will be sold to either terrorists or to gangsters that are roaming the streets of, uh, of, the, of the Western world. And this is something I, I cannot feel comfortable with. This is something that the, the, the European leaders should not feel comfortable with. But this comes in the globalist agenda and the, the, the globalist leaders, and Biden is definitely one of those leaders, have decided that this is what they want to do. They want to kick Russia out of the game. But the truth is, Steve, is right now, when we believe that from the European perspective that we are pushing Russia outside as an outcast. In fact, we are outcasting ourselves. Russia is talking to China. Russia is talking to Africa. Russia is talking to South America. Russia is having, uh, having discussion and trade agreement with the rest of the world, but Europe. And one day the United States will wake up and be like, oh, you know, it's a big partner. We're going to do something. And the people that are going to be the fools are going to be the Europeans. Is this, let me play devil's advocate here. They always say that the Front National, National Rally, is because you guys are so right-wing, you're attracted to the fascists, and that's why you like the strong man of, uh, of, of Putin. What's your, what's your answer no. on that? Macron is more the cosmopolitan, uh, you know, the sophisticates. What's your answer to that? that? That This is not the case. Definitely Putin is a... Is a um, as a, as a way of ruling this country with, which is not compatible with our democracy, our democratic values. Yes. Would I want to put in as a leader of France? No. But do I want him as a leader of Russia? Yes, because he's taking care of his country. I have the opportunity to meet a lot of, of Russian politicians. And I can tell you that some of them are definitely lunatics that would launch 
uh, action against us that would be way more dangerous than Putin. Putin is a rational man that we can talk with. And he's the choice of his people. So I don't like the fact do you, that... Do you think they have free and fair elections in Russia when he wins, what, 90% of the vote? I believe that uh, it is uh, free and fair as in many other countries. I, 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 you know, Steve, you are looking at me and you know what you are singing about. So <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think we can talk about free and fair election and doubting everybody else's system. I'm talking about my system yes. and I respect the Russian system yes. as the Russians. Let's take a short commercial break. We're back to wrap up with uh, Jerome Revere. He's been nice enough to carve out some time today to join us. I think you're, you're hearing a voice that unfortunately is not heard enough. The voice of, uh, of the conservative part of uh, Europe that has not been taken into consideration here of exactly what's going on and what is called uh, how to win the long war is what the uh, what the economists the tip sheet for the party of davos and their recommendation is that we start to grind up the russian military and go in and combat it take all that territory back on the eastern russian-speaking border of ukraine i don't think that's going to happen so we're giving you another alternative short commercial break back in a And our thanks to Miguel Marquez for that reporting. A quick programming note, join CNN's Drew Griffin for a new investigation into Steve Bannon and his master plan to reshape the U.S. government and the Republican Party and indeed the United States. The CNN special report, Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall, begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday evening. Okay, welcome back. I want to make sure everybody watches that CNN special. Tell me what you think. Uh, maybe we'll watch it too. I don't know. We we'll have to decide. Uh, Jerome Revere. Uh, you're a member of the European Parliament. Uh, what would you like the American audience? We've got a couple of minutes here before we wrap up. What would you like the American audience to understand about this Ukraine war that you don't think they're hearing from the from the, the way it's being spun right now? What, what should be what should be our takeaway or how should we start to think about? It? I mean, we've been very adamant from the beginning that the American uh, the Biden administration's escalatory policies have driven this and made it a bigger conflict. Uh, than it than it had to be, uh, but what would you like the American audience to know? Given your understanding of Ukraine, is Ukraine because they say it's like a cradle of democracy the way it's been positioned here? Is that people in Europe consider that a joke? They know how corrupt it is. It is a joke. It is a, a joke. We we had a couple of ministers from uh, from Ukraine coming in. Just you know from the way they talk, the way they look, and from their past history that they are not. Uh, great Democrats. I think that we have to remember history in order to understand what's going on right now. We made promises. When I say we, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the free world, the free world, the way it was when we had to face communist, communism, when we were fighting against USSR, when together we defeated USSR with the collapse of USSR. We told the Russian people, we told the Russian leadership, look, we understand we are not going to push NATO all the way to the Russian border. We understand that you need some space because we, we respect you as a nation. We hated USSR. We despise the communists. We fought them and we won. But we never said to the Russian, look, we are going to crush Russia. You have to remember in 62, when the USSR brought missiles into Cuba, you had the right as, an, as, as Americans to say, we don't want such missiles at our borders. Right now, what we are doing and what the Biden administration is pushing by asking uh, Ukraine to become a NATO member is a possibility to put nuclear missiles, American nuclear missiles, in Ukraine at the border of Russia. It is something that, that is not acceptable, first of all, because Russia is a large country and they, they don't want such a threat. Second of all, we are breaking our promises. We told them we would not do that. And 
I don't see the point. There is no security threat that will be taken by nuclear missiles in uh, Ukraine. So it is, a, it, it is a standing just to make provocation against uh, the, the Russian government. I think that we have to tell Russia that Ukraine has to be a free country. We have to tell them, look, we want Ukraine to be a free country. But we also have to provide them with their security. So we need an international conference. This is what is lacking since the collapse of the, of the Soviet Union. We never have had an international conference bringing all the parties together, deciding and talking about what the problems are and how we solve them. It is still, we, we still have issue, we still have a possibility via diplomatic, um, reasoning to end up this war, but we need to make concession. Both sides will need to make concession. Russia will need to acknowledge that Ukraine is a country and that as a country, they can decide about their fate. But we have to tell them, look, we understand they will not be part of European Union and they will not be part of the NATO. How can, how can you put that genie back in the bottle when the EU has already said, let's start the process? And they've said in Ukraine, at least the leadership is saying we want to be part of the EU. How do you reverse that? This is why we have election and this is why with uh, Marine Le Pen and Eric oh, you Zemmour, think, you think we were trying you think you're a change, You think you have to change governments in Germany and France yeah, and other places? Def def definitely. You, ha you have to have populist patriotic government in those countries that say, look, we know what is good for our countries. It is not good for our countries. The French agriculture is deeply penalized by the fact that we cannot export agricultural products to Russia. So it is hurting our, our agriculture. It is hurting our industries. This is not good for the French citizen at all. What talk about natural gas? How did they get into this war, not understanding the second and third level uh, uh, problems you were going to have with both food, wheat, but particularly natural gas? How, how did Germany particularly get caught up in this? And now you're seeing about a cold, bitter winter in uh, in in a, particularly Italy and uh, and Germany and other countries. Maybe not so much France, given your. Uh, given your nuclear power industry, but what about the natural gas? Yes, this, uh, it is not understandable how a, a political leader can make such drastic decisions. It's ridiculous. Saying, it right? is ridiculous. It is, it is against the interest of the country. It is against the interest of their industry. I don't know how the German industry and the Germans are very proud of their strong industry, how the German industry is going to resist, uh, to such lack of electricity this, uh, this winter. So I, don't ask me to explain because I don't understand. It, it doesn't make any sense. The, the German people are going to suffer. The German industry is going to suffer. But, and honestly, on, on, on a cynical viewpoint, it is very good for the United States because you, you, you installed the Biden administration installed fear in some of the European governments. So as we are talking about increasing the defense budget in various European nations, the first thing they do is spend it on the defense industry in the United States. So this is not what I want. I want to be a good friend and ally of the United States, but I want to be myself. I want France to be France. I want to have my own uh, defense industry and I want to be able to, to, buy, it by, to buy my own uh, weapon system in order to fight my own fights. I don't want to be uh, on the leash of uh, uh, an, an, uh, a U.S. administration that is specifically targeted towards uh, in, in implementing a globalist agenda that I fight in France. Um, Jerome is a member of the European Parliament. I want to thank you so much for coming here. Make sure you watch the CNN uh, special on Sunday night. Also, I'll be up on Getter, obviously, all weekend, putting up news and analysis. How do people get to you? You're on Getter. You're also on Truth Social. How do people get to you? Yeah, the, the, the handle is uh, at Jerome, J-E-R-O-M-E underscore Riviere, R-I-V-I-E-R-E. -E -E. 
you had a real star turn on the uh, on the show the other day. So I really want to thank you for coming in. Thank okay. you for having me. There, there's a uh, there's a rally today. Real America's Voice is going to be all over that. Uh, want to thank you. We're going to have this show up and hopefully play it multiple times on the weekend. Remember, I'll be on Getter all weekend. I'm putting up news and analysis. Uh, Steve Bannon, what the divided we fall. Uh, what is my master plan to take over the to to, to destroy the government? Take over the Republican Party and remake America. Not too shabby. I think you probably heard it in the war room, so you'll be able to see what uh, what went on. Really want to thank everybody in uh, Real America's Voice, particularly in Denver and uh, the team in Washington D.C. for helping us put this on today. Want to thank Mike Lindell and Ben Harnwell for doing it. Of course, our crack team here uh, until Monday morning, and you can get us on Getter Live over the weekend, particularly during the CNN. Uh, situation. I want to thank everybody uh, for our special, uh, The Long War, How to Really Win It. It's not the economist way, it's the war room way. See you back here Monday morning at 10 a.m. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.